0: Good morning, church. It's time for us to go. Amen? Amen. I want to share with you today a passage of Scripture out of the book of Mark. It's it's a wonderful passage. This is the last words of Jesus Christ, and this is going to be our topic today. It's called the Great Commission. Mark chapter 16, I'm going to read two verses, and here's what it says. Then Jesus said to them, So wherever you go in the world, tell some of them the good news. No. Tell part of them the good news. No. Tell just your friends the good. No, no, no. What it says is, tell what? Everyone, all of them the good news. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Pray with me. Father, we're grateful to be in your house today, Lord, to be with your church. We thank you, Father, for the privilege that we have to stand and proclaim your word. And Father God, I just pray that you would speak through me today and that uh, those that are here, of all of us that are hurting, those that need to hear a word from you, God, that you will speak to us through your Holy Spirit. And when we leave today, we can say that it's been good to be in the house of the Lord because we've encountered you. And I pray, God, that you're glorified in everything that's said and done, and I give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to talk to you today about spreading the gospel. You know, uh, sharing, that video, I saw that video, and I like that. A lot of us stand on the edge of the water, don't we? And we're standing there, and we're thinking, I don't know, I'm not really qualified to share the gospel, right? I mean, you ever felt that way? But if we read these passages of Scripture, Jesus told us to share the gospel, Have you ever had a vision for something? I'm talking about a dream now. I'm talking about, have you ever had a a desire to do something? You know, ever since I began as the pastor of the church, my dream and my vision is that every person in this church shares the gospel. It's my vision to see us do that. Last week, I had a conversation with another pastor, and we were talking, and he told me that he had just preached this message about fishing. And he said, you know, The basic summary of the message is that you're either fishing or you're not. As I thought about that, there's a lot of truth in that, isn't there? We're either fishing or we're not. Being a fisherman should be characteristic of every one of us as Christ followers. We should be fishers of men. Jesus told us to do that. But as we look at culture today and we look at society, we find that that's not always the case, don't we? A study by LifeWay Research in 2012 found that 61% of evangelicals fail to share their faith. 61%. That's over half. Now, I don't know about you guys, but one of the things, if you strike something that I like, I'm just like a hummingbird. I'll just flutter about it all day long. If you get on a topic that I like to talk about, I love to do that. I'll, I'll chime right in with you. But sometimes when it comes to the gospel, we're a little reluctant, aren't we? But Jesus told us to do that. Three in four people say that they feel comfortable sharing their faith. But why is it that we won't do that? Well, I think, uh, in my experience anyway, and I grew up in church. I mean, I grew up in church. I, I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 14. And I think a lot of it is that we have a tendency to compare ourselves. And maybe we feel inadequate. Amen? Amen. Maybe we think, well, you know, I I don't know enough Scripture to go into all that and and to talk to somebody about the Lord. But the fact of the matter is, if we've had an experience with Christ and we are a Christ follower, we have all we need. So how do we go about finding and sharing this gospel? How do we do that? Because I'm going to ask you two questions. If we truly believe, listen to these questions, number one, Do you believe that the presence of God through Christ can radically change and transform a life? Do you believe that? Do you believe that my friends and relatives and coworkers would be better off if they truly knew God and had a personal relationship with Jesus? Do we truly believe that? Now, I'm not talking about, like I said, Bible-thumping. I'm talking about personal relationship with God. If we truly believe that and we answered yes to these questions... That the life-powering, life-changing power of Jesus can make a difference. Then the single greatest gift that you and I can give for anyone is a lifetime. In a lifetime, is an explanation of how to be rightly connected with God. But in our culture, we seem to push back on that sometimes, don't we? Doesn't seem to be the popular thing to do because I guess sometimes people think we're radical if we do that. Think about someone that you admire as a Christian. Think about Jesus. How did Jesus share with others? He didn't judge people. He loved people. It can be done. We can share the gospel in a loving way that's not offensive, but yet that people will listen. The single most important thing to God is people. This message of the cross is the most important message in the world. Would you say yes to that? Not one single commodity in this world that we make in this life, not one single thing that we earn in this life are we going to take with us except our souls. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have to live and we have to provide. You know, y'all know I'm looking for a house, been looking for a house. I've made three offers on three houses and I still ain't got one. It's not good grammar, but that's the way it is. But these things are necessary. But really the most important priority in our life is to have a relationship with Christ and to share the gospel. Unless Jesus is a liar, and I don't believe he is, and the Bible is completely untrue, every human is going to die and be resurrected either to life or to death. So it's important that we share the gospel. That's why Jesus spoke these words of the Great Commission, as we call it. I believe that's why he didn't leave the job description of the church. That's why he did that, and these were his last words. This is our job description. This is our job description. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say play contemporary music. He didn't say play southern gospel music. He didn't say play hymns. Come on, somebody say amen. What he said was go preach the gospel. Share the gospel. Proclaim the good news. Why is it we get hung up on some of these things? Because it's our preferences, isn't it? The truth is, the gospel is what it's all about. And if we truly believe it, then it's our responsibility as the church to share it. Listen to this. And that is why every believer is to be joined together in a single quest, to look for people who do not know God in a loving, sensitive, gracious way and point them to Jesus and his life-changing power. It's not just one thing to talk about it. It's another, way to, it's another thing to live it, isn't it? Amen? In Matthew's gospel, the 28th chapter, Matthew says this commandment like this. This is how important it is. Both of these guys mention it. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen says, When Jesus came near, he spoke to them, and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So wherever you go, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to do everything I have commanded you. Teach them the teaching of Jesus. He wanted us to share the teachings, his teachings. And remember, I love this part right here. I love this part right here. You got anxiety today in your life? Listen to this as a follower of Christ. It says, and Jesus said, and remember that I am always with you. When? How long? Until the end of time. It's a great message, you guys. We should be excited about that. We should be sharing that message. It's important that we do that. I'm surrendered to Jesus, and I'm going to live a life to become more like Jesus should be our motto. It should be our motto as individuals, and it should be our motto as a church. And that's my vision, that's my dream for this church, and I know it's your dream. It's been the dream of this church. You look back over the history, and that's exactly what this church has done. Oh, there's been bumps in the road. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Just like on our own spiritual walks, there's bumps in the road. But that's part of what we're going to talk about here today. When we're talking to people, how do we get to the point where God uses us to share with other people? Now I want to share something with you because I think so many Christians today are reluctant to talk about Jesus to other people because they feel like they don't have enough knowledge. But I want to tell you something. If you're here today and you've had a personal experience with Jesus, I'll say it again you have all the knowledge that you need to share the gospel. If you've encountered the living Christ, you have all you need. Some of you look at me like you're a little apprehensive. When we look for people to share, they're everywhere. This past week, I spent 20, I spent, it seemed like 20. No, I'm teasing. I spent seven days with 23 seniors from this church. And we had us a time. We went to Gettysburg, to Lancaster. We went to Hershey, Pennsylvania. We got into the chocolate place up there. I'm telling you, our seniors can consume chocolate. They had bags of chocolate as we were coming out. We had a great time. But what was interesting was we have our bus, on the side of it says Burlington Baptist. Well, you know, that stirs it up wherever you go, especially when you run into somebody that, you know, that's a Christian. And on multiple occasions, I'd step off of that bus. One night we were at a restaurant and the guy came out and he was going like this and he looked up and we had the bus right by the door and he went, oh, I don't think I want to go there. I said, no, come on, brother. You want to go with us? We're following Jesus. And we started talking. I had on a Harley shirt, and the next thing I knew, we started talking about Harley Davidson's. And we bridged together and we shared testimonies. That's what we have to do is share our testimonies, share things that we have in common with each other. One of the first things we can do is to see people in need, and then that gives us an opportunity to share, doesn't it? Check this out. Dr. Tom Rainier is one of the foremost church growth experts in the world. He worked with 15 research assistants and spent two years in all 50 states. And he interviewed hundreds of unchurched people in every major age and ethnic group. And he discovered five stages of faith. Listen to this. Listen really close to this. Number one, highly perceptive and believing. There are people that are highly perceptive and believing the good news. They're in for it. They're up to it. 10% of them. Number two group, is receptive to the gospel in the church, 27% of them are for that. Neutral with no clear sign of being interested, yet perhaps open to discussion, 36%. Resistant to the gospel, but with no antagonistic attitude, 21%. And here's the last one. And this is part of the reason I think that people won't share their testimony, is because I think they're afraid people are going to get antagonized and get in your face. But in these studies that this man did, he said that the highly antagonistic and even hostile people to the gospel is only 5%. People want to hear and discuss the gospel and the message. There's a summary based on this work, and the people that we fear the most are the people who are highly antagonistic. Would you say amen to that? But out of 160 million people in America, they're only 5%. You know what that means? That 1 in 20 will be hostile when you talk about the gospel. So, when we think about fear being the reason that we won't talk, remember, 1 in 20. That leaves 75% of the people you meet either being open or highly receptive to hearing the story of Jesus. You know why I believe that statistic's that way? Because we as human beings are wired to have a relationship with God. And people want to know. And a lot of it has to do with how we present it. There was a guy who had a dog. And he had these dog treats, and he'd bring his dog in, he'd sit down with him, he'd stuff them dog treats in his mouth, and he'd spit them out. He didn't like that at all. Got him all tore up. One day, he was over at the cabinet, and these were in a glass jar, and he went like this, and he knocked it over, and them things flew everywhere. He, He went over, and he looked, and the dog was over there eating the treats. He liked them. The difference was how he presented it to the dog. And a lot of times, that's the problem with the gospel. We have people that have been turned off because of the way we present it. Amen? We don't show it in love. We show it in a condescending, judging way. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus did not do that. So we seek people without God. And we share our story. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, this is a wonderful passage of Scripture. Jesus said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. That's the purpose of the gospel. Are you here today? Your heart is heavy. There's something missing in your life. You know, the fact that we're here, I think, says something, wouldn't you? The fact that we come to this place says something, that we we have something, that we're looking for something, that we want to be encouraged, that we want to draw strength. And as Christians, we should seek people without God. Oh, now, wait a minute. You're telling me to go get involved with lost people. Yeah, I am. That's what Jesus said. He didn't come to to seek those that were healthy. he came to seek those that were sick, right? We are to seek and to do the same thing that Jesus did. Seek people who don't know God and believe that God will use us to help them know God. Here's a sad truth, and I've, I've watched this in my life. I've seen this in my life, and I've seen it in church. The longer a person attends church, the fewer discussions they engage with with unchurched people because they have fewer friends who are unchurched. No amens on that one, huh? Think about it. It is true to some extent because we put ourselves around folks and that's all we know. And as we get older, that seems to happen, doesn't it? But that's exactly what Jesus told us not to do. He told us to go out and witness and to share. So what does that mean? That means that we have to be more intentional as church people, about being relational to unchurched people. You know, people can have a bad experience with a, with a person that goes to church, and it turn them off forever. And so it's our, it's our responsibility as Christians, as people, as followers of Christ, to share the gospel everywhere we go. And it's not just about talking. It's about doing things too, isn't it? It's about showing our love. Why do you think we have a fall festival around here? Why do you think we did that yesterday? To show our love. love. There were over 600 people went through here yesterday. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And it was so cool because I stood out there and I watched and I saw bicycles coming down the street. I saw people that I hadn't seen before. I met people, introduced myself, encouraged them to come and be a part of it. It was attractional what we were doing and they liked it. As Christians, we need to relate to people, reach out to people. We do a lot of events around here. We do a lot of things to, you know, to try to reach unchurched people. See, it's everyone, everywhere, that we should share the gospel with. Yeah, Kent, but you know, I I don't know a lot of scripture. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Nobody in this room has got a memory that's as bad as mine. Amen, Joanne? Joanne works in the office with with us and uh, alongside of us, I will say. And and I I can't remember. I mean, I really do. I have a bad memory. I don't know what to do. Stop it. (laughs) Shaking her head, yeah. But I do. And and so I think about, well, you know, what am I going to say? How am I going to memorize this? Listen, the Lord speaks through you when you're sharing the gospel. That's one thing I've learned in ministry over these years because I was one of those guys trying to learn scripture. I've got a few in my arsenal. There's a couple that are my favorite. That I know and that I remember but but the fact of the matter is when we talk to people Here's what i'm trying to tell you They want to hear your story Because they relate to that They relate to that and when we seek people out to share the gospel, we should share our story And we should be intentional about reaching people. Do you want to be intentional about reaching people today? Do you? You really want to be intentional about reaching out and, and, and reaching the lost? I do. I really do. And it's gotten more important to me as I've gotten older. I think it's important that we share the gospel. Now, I'm not going to run up to everybody I come in contact with and say, hey, Jesus, and go, you know, but build a relationship, connect with somebody, and then share the gospel. We want to be intentional. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to pray. I want you to pray with me that God will, will use us Every morning when I get up, and I'm not telling you this for my glory, I'm telling you this is where I'm at in my walk with Christ, I pray, and the people on this staff will tell you, when I pray, I say, Lord, help us to be a blessing to someone today. Not for our glory, but for his glory, because of what he's done in my life. He's given me hope. I was hopeless. I've been hopeless at times in my life. But Jesus has given me hope And I want to share that with other people. That's what he told us to do. And we share the gospel so people can know God. Let's imagine you want to get involved in in sharing with people, let's imagine that you connect with somebody. Let's imagine that that you start walking with somebody. I've had this happen in my life. I remember when I was a young man, I had a guy that I worked with and I started working together with him and and, and he wasn't a Christ follower and I was trying, I was young in the Lord and and we'd talk about things, we'd talk about faith and, and he'd tell me his opinion, I'd tell him mine and they were just polar opposite. And over time, he'd say, well, tell me about this. Tell me about that. And finally the day came when he said to me, What do I have to do to follow this Christ that you're talking about? Uh Uh-oh. You see, if we do what this message says, if we share the gospel, if we truly go out there and we share the gospel, people are going to finally come to a point and they're going to say, hey, how do I accept this Jesus that you're talking about? If somebody were to say that to you today, what would you say? Don't answer it, just think about it. Because if we're supposed to be doing what the Bible says, spreading the good news, and somebody came to you and said, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, what would you do? Call the preacher. (laughs) Call a deacon. What would you do? As believers, we should all be able to do that, to share the gospel and lead people to Christ. And one of the ways that we do that is we share what he's done in our life. That's the point that I want you to get today. That's the point that I want you to get today. It's about connecting people to something that they can relate to. We all can relate to the gospel, but you know what? Coming in and sitting in a church service and hearing somebody preach, sometimes people's eyes glaze over. But when you start talking about your story, when you start sharing about your personal story, and we've all got a story, don't we? Now, I'm not talking if it's a private thing, and you, want to get, you don't have to get too deep, but you can talk about how God delivered you, how God gave you hope, and how he brought you to a newness of life. Back in the 90s, there was a movie that came out, and I get teased about this a lot because my name is in the movie. It's called Mr. Holland's Opus. Any of you ever see that movie? Well, Richard Dreyfuss is a, is a teacher, He's a, he's a musician first, and he has this, this dream of, of being a performing musician, but he winds up in going into a school and teaching. And he's in there teaching, and these kids are sitting there, and their eyes have glazed over like what I was just talking about. And there's a great analogy in this in this movie as you watch it, because he's trying to get these teenagers to listen, listen to the classical music of Beethoven and Mozart and, and Bach, and, and they're just... And so he walks in one day, and he plays a modern song that's on the radio. And all of a sudden, he looks up, and their toes are sta- they're, they're patting their feet. And they're clapping their hand. They're like, yeah, you know, they're kind of getting into it, you know. He stops it, and he says, guess what? I said, what? That is the exact notes from Beethoven. The difference is we've added drums tambourines and electric guitars and you related to it you connected my point is this your story the things that have happened in your life your walk with jesus will connect with people when somebody comes to you and wants to hear the gospel you can share the gospel of jesus and i encourage you to do that because that's why you have a story that's why i have a story and as we read this scripture, this passage of scripture about the Great Commission, about going into all the world, as a kid I used to think, okay, i got to learn the Romans Road, i got to learn these passages of scripture, and for a kid with ADD, I couldn't even remember my name half the time. It really frustrated me. And then it dawned on me one day, that scripture, go into all the world, the verb is present, which means while you're going be a blessing to someone, and share the gospel. Amen? The world is starving for this. We're not selling something. We're sharing something. We're sharing something that a God of the universe made for us. Made a way. He made a way. I'm going to do something a little unorthodox right now. You see, I believe that, that all of you have a story, and uh, I thought about this. I've been gone all week, and I prayed about this, and in fact, I usually try to send my sermons in by uh, Tuesday, uh, something like that, Tuesday or whatever, and I was praying in a hotel <clears throat> this week, and I switched gears completely on these guys, and I said, I've got to share this message. It's been on my heart, and I sent this to them, and I sat there in that hotel room, and I prayed, God, I want to do this, and I want to do this Right? I want people to get something out of this message. When they leave today, I want them to, to have something that they didn't have, something leave with something that'll help maybe. And today what I've tried to do is encourage you to share your story. You may say, well, I, I, don't, I don't really have a story. You do have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. In your worship guides, there are some questions. There's four questions. And I believe if we're to fulfill the scripture Jesus spoke, we must remember what Jesus has done in our own lives. I want you to pull those worship guides out. I'm not going to embarrass you. This is a very private thing, very personal thing. But I want you to to look down there, and I want you to consider your story as you look at that worship guide. I'm going to sing a song. And I prayed about this because I am the preacher now. But you know what? part of my story is music god gave me that gift and i've been around the horn with it i'm telling you folks <laughs> i have uh, i've tried everything in the world with music i'm so thankful to be here today i'm so thankful to be your pastor i'm so thankful to be able to stand up here and proclaim his word i'm going to sing this song And I'm going to ask you to just quietly reflect, look at those four questions, and answer them. If you don't have a story, when I get done with this song, we're going to give you an opportunity to start your story. I want you to listen close to the words of this song. Um, It came out back when I first started my walk with Christ, and it's been my mantra all, all along. And It simply says this, it's my desire.
1: It's my desire to live for Jesus. It's my desire to be like Him. I too was once so lost Till I found my way to God And it's my desire To live for Him Thinking about your desires as you write them down? It's my desire To help Someone Today Someone who May have Failed To see The way Because I was blind and I found my way to God it's my desire to live for Him and if you could see place that I am today, then you would know the reason why I love him so. It's my desire, it's my desire, oh, it's my desire to live for Him.
0: Father, we thank you, Lord, that you love us and that you care for us. As we filled out these questions, Lord, and prepared our testimonies, thank you for that. And God, as we go into this time of our service, we just pray, Lord, that you would move and that you would speak. Lord, we're trusting you and we know that you are in this place. Thank you for your mercies and your grace that are new and fresh every day. Thank you for that great commission, for that, the thing that you shared with us, Lord, that you loved us, that we are to share this message. So be with us now as we go into this time. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen.